Radio Sport Breakfast. Kent, Nathan and Mark. Radio Sport. Right. 8.09 Radio Sport. Of course, we've got the Honda New Zealand Golf Open in Queenstown, March the 1st through to the 4th. Now, that's not, that's not going to have big weird patches missing out of any of the fairways, is it, John Hart? No, the fairways look fantastic down at Millbrook in the hills. They are ready for a great tournament. Now, how familiar are you with the course? Because obviously, you're going to have to go out and just test it all the time, aren't you? Just to make sure. Quality control. Um, I'm familiar, but um, I'm familiar with the wrong places in the course, probably. <laughs> oh, you could be hazard guy. Yeah. Oh, I, know. I know, I know where to go there. Yeah. <laughs> Set the sands nice, is it? Nice and soft. Yeah. <laughs> so, who who we got coming out so far that you know about? Um, look, we've got some wonderful players coming out. It's the deepest field we've ever had in the New Zealand Open. We got uh, we measure ourselves in the top. We have to try and attract a few players out of a top two hundred. Yeah. Uh, because that's hard to do. Um, and this year we're going to have. At this stage, we've got 15 players in the top 200. And right. when you look at the Aussie Open last year, uh, they had uh, Jordan Spieth and Jason David. They had six players in the top 200. So, mm. you know, we've got a really strong field out of Asia and Japan. Um, Steve Han and um, Jung Han Song from the Japan Tour. You know, they are classy players. Of course, mm. we've got Ryan Fox and yep. our own players. But um, uh, this year's field is the best we've ever had. So is it similar to, I guess, um, for, for Aucklanders that would know, you know, during the tennis and we, when we speak to um, uh, to Carl Budge, he's he's often talking about, oh, you know, we've got it, we have to be working with them all the time and we've got to, to lure them down here, you've got to show other things as well. I mean, Queenstown is a fantastic starting point, isn't it? Nathan, that's probably one of the successes of a tournament where it's based. Queenstown's a fantastic spot and, and a lot of the players, I mean, I've talked to Aussie players who say the one cut they don't mind missing each year is uh, in the New Zealand Open in Queenstown because yeah, they get yeah. to spend time in Queenstown. So Queenstown is a real attraction. Um, we don't pay appearance fees. Um, we, we attract people because oh. they want to come and play here um, and, you know, we want to make the tournament long-term sustainable. So appearance fees, I think, break uh, will break break tournaments ultimately. Um, so, yeah, we, we're attracting people for the right reasons. They love to come to New Zealand and, uh, you know, particularly now our tournament being on the Asian tour and association with Japan tour as well as Australasia, you know, we've got a real international flavour to our event. I see Hayden Patton's uh, lining up. Yeah. Cracking the pro-am as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. No, we've got, uh, we'll be announcing a few more celebrities this week, but, you know, some of the normal ones that come, are coming back, uh, Steve, Steve Fleming, Jeff Wilson, you know, they're great to have and celebrities play a role in, in, in the whole promotion of the event. Warney was coming, and he said to pull out. Is that right? Yeah, well, Warney often is coming and pulls out, so uh. <laughs> I don't know what uh, – I, I honestly, I don't know why he's had to, but he did ring me to say it, something's come up, but he has to. Who's uh, the one that always pesters you to be involved? Oh, there's a lot of them. <laughs> They're all cricketers, they? aren't they? They're big, are they yeah, a lot of cricketers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but look, um, we try to spread it around, um, but you know, we want people who – want to come there for the reasons that they want to give to the tournament, not take from the tournament. Yeah. And that's why I love having guys like Ricky Ponting, uh, Steve Fleming, you know, um, Jeff Wilson. They give. They come down and give. Grant Fox, your old mate, would he be keen to play with well, his son? Yeah, he's right. playing with his son. He is. Yeah, he's lining up. So, uh, you well, know, whether there'll be a hindrance to Ryan, I'm not sure, but that's okay. <laughs> How many shots head start? Would you give Grant if he's if he's playing with Ryan? Like, like, what does he have to play? Then? Well, Ryan uh, Grant's a good golfer. He yeah. plays off about a six or seven handicap, okay. so uh, maybe even less. So he would be he'd be within ten shots of his uh, his son, and that's pretty good because his son's world class. Do you know who I heard is apparently the king of all the celebrity golfers in the world? Now you know about Justin Timberlake, right? Yes. Do you yeah. know who the best one is? No, who do you think? Ken, Kenny G. Yeah, he's big. 
He's, he's incredible, big. isn't he? he yeah. plays off, apparently, he plays off scratch. Yeah, and he, we nearly we nearly had Kenny G this year because he's got his yeah. own plane. He could fly his own plane down. Yeah, no, he's he's big into golf. He's oh, big into golf. he's no, seriously, well, Ken. He's I know it's one of those weird things. You're like, what the saxophone guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that saxophone the guy thing, yeah. is an incredible player, and he's he's quite often paired with Phil Mickelson, and they just yeah. go around and cane everyone on the program. And then you've got Tony Romo, the former uh, yeah, Cowboys quarterback, who's now good. a very very good commentator. Yeah. He's having a crack in one event, I think. Is it this season? Yeah, he's going professional. Crack in a professional tournament, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Wow, we. All right, well, it's uh, These guys that were good at two sports, they always annoyed me. I'll tell you what. <laughs> so, Brownie's been off. He's been off tweeting um, Lydia Co this morning. I'm going to tweet Kenny G and uh, Tony Romo. Go, come on, come to New Zealand. Get down here. You can go to my mate. What's what? My mate's vineyard's down there, Gibson. Gibson, Gibson Valley. Valley, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chris yeah. Keys. Yeah, Amersfield. Go to Amersfield. They're yeah. a sponsor of us. <laughs> I go Amersfield. Go to Amersfield. <laughs> Beautiful place. Come on down and see it, and we'll get you there. <laughs> Those two guys. How, I've got, I want to just want to ask you um, some rugby stuff as well. While, sure. while, we're, while we've got you here, um, what do you what do you make of the you know the the, the camps of the uh, things that was announced for Super Rugby? Why would you, as an All Black coach, like because I think it's two one day co- uh, three one day camps and a couple of three day camps. Like what what do you make of those? Well, look, it's part of the modern day. Unfortunately, it's 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 what what we we want the All Blacks to be the best, and and so there's going to be some concessions, and unfortunately, that's that's the impact it's going to have. There will be some concessions that have to be made, but you know, uh, the All Blacks are obviously looking to 2019, looking to a World Cup. So the whole the whole planning is about not it's not just to to play France. I mean, I don't think these camps are about playing France. These camps are about building the opportunity to to grow to sustain our number one position. So. So, you know, there's arguments both ways, Nathan. Um, I'm sure if I was your back coach, I'd be arguing one way. If I was a super coach, I'd be arguing I've, the other. I've always wondered, yeah, how would Steve Hansen go with this if he was a super rugby coach? Um, he wouldn't be that happy, I don't know. <laughs> do, you, do you think he got any, any chance? I, I don't doubt you're wrong. I doubt you're right. Um, any chance he, he got a bit spooked last year? They, they didn't perform to great levels all of the time. They yeah. had the loss against Australia. They drew against the Lions. And he's now thinking we actually have to be better for next year's Rugby World Cup. And so, therefore, it starts now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that's happened. But in my view, you know, they weren't far away last year from where they've been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we lost some really key players. Um, you take Retallick, Ben Smith out of out of any team and that's that's huge so look I, I think they did a pretty good job last year and 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 you know I, I can't wait to the end of your tour I mean I think uh, you know Ireland England I mean there's something special yeah way. well it's it's interesting even with England because like you know they they won on the weekend and then I'm listening to reports up there and they're like oh the wheels are falling off and our <laughs> our attack's gone bad and what's happened to our team I mean like if they lose to Ireland in a couple of weeks time yeah does that take a bit of the edge off that that All Blacks England game at the end of the year? Do you believe uh, it'll take a bit of an edge, but not a lot? Yeah. <laughs> I think um, Eddie Jones coaching England against the All Blacks can be pretty pretty special. Yeah. Nathan, can you please ask John Hart the same question that you put to Matt Duffy and Geordie Barrett yesterday morning? Oh, okay. Well, so, they were athletes. No, 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 yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it was actually quite weird because I asked him and there was a big gap there, so I was thinking that's not too good. <laughs> um, to beat the Crusaders, what tools does a team need to have? To beat the Crusaders, what to, well, they've got to have uh, an ability to stay in the race for 80 minutes because the uh, Crusaders will throttle you a little bit. If they, if you don't, um, you you've got to have um, a lot of patience and 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 obviously uh, retaining the ball. You know, if you turn the ball over, the Crusaders use it. They're a bit like the All Blacks. 
Um, they mm. use it so well. So ball retention, um, control, and you've got to have a wonderful defence. John, mm. you did it wrong, mate. You're supposed to wait a good 30 seconds before you come up with an answer. Giggles, that's um, what happened yesterday. <laughs> that's well, what happened yesterday, and I thought, that doesn't oh. fill me with confidence with you two guys. If there was, you know, you asked the movie, you're like, uh, and they actually look quite... Quite puzzled, was it? Because it's quite hard, isn't it? When you've got a team like that that was so good, I mean, you, yeah. you know, if you're a coach, you're trying to put together a bunch of dudes that you're going right. We're going to, I'm going to go get the Crusaders with these guys. This yeah. is who I'm going to get. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough, and uh, they'll be hard to beat this year. Well, you look at the NBA, John, and everyone's playing catch up now to the Golden State Warriors because they've changed the sport, and everyone is playing catch up. Did did we see enough from the Crusaders last year to think they've revolutionised the game at all, or do we need more proof from them to say? Oh that yes, no, they I have? think I think they keep tweaking, and I think that's yeah. what you do. You don't change dramatically each year; you just add and 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 build. And and I think Scott Robertson did a wonderful job with the Crusaders last year. They they they, they obviously are going to be tough to beat. I'm hoping the Blues might have their year. Well, I mean, you they've, know. they've got a good start. We won half defense. a tournament the other yeah. day, so yeah, we're yeah, on the yeah, way. Yeah. So. No, I, I want to be optimistic about the Blues, but there Stevie so P with the hand injury. Oh, I like Stephen Pettiford. Yeah, right? I think he's a good player. He's good got player. big. They, I, I, my nickname from his big game, Stevie, because I look at him and I just think like that game that he played against the Lions. Yeah. Because he came in here. Well, let's be honest here. He came in here with uh, when they did the launch, and there was him and Karen Reed, and he sat there like a mouse, and he, yeah. looked, he looked very like a young guy that was there. And I'm, I suppose you're there with the All Black captain. So, and I thought, oh, I wonder if he's got much confidence but man out on the field in that game and that shield challenge that he basically and you know was instrumental in and that under 20s final i'm like yeah yeah you 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 must have something to be a player like that right that's that's what you want out of a driver well we haven't had one for a long while and and, you know carlos spencer came back at 42 the other day and i was really worried we're going to go back to carlos but um, (laughs) you know we we need a first five eight and um you know we've got a good nine we've got a good 12 um we just need we need we need a good first five yeah you have. I, I know that you've just been chatting to Mark and filming a segment for ANZ Sports Scene. Was yes. he still trying to convince you to remember seeing Ronaldo oh, at no, the French restaurant? Like, honestly, let, John, please. But this is. <laughs> I, I get so much beef about this story because you started. You started it. The thing is, I was. I know I shouldn't have been there. I didn't belong in a situation <laughs> like that. So I, let me roll out what I remember, and Do you Mark tell me if I've gone wrong. Okay. If, I, if I'm going wrong. I did have dreadlocks. Did, was, have dreadlocks did, did we have dinner at a four-star Michelin restaurant in Paris? We did. Okay. Did did I have dreadlocks? I can't remember. Yep, you see, you weren't right. that impressive, right? No. <laughs> 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 That's harsh but fair. Um, uh, did we, was Jonah Lomu there? Definitely. Okay. Uh, was there about 64 courses to that menu? Well, it wouldn't be 64, but it was a lot. Was and and I, all I remember is I didn't like the food that much. It was a bit fancy really? for me. And Jonah was eating all mine as well, so he was eating <laughs> he, he had twice as much. Was there uh, a couple of bottles of red wine that cost way more than it, they should have? Uh, more than a couple, yeah. Yep. Um, and <laughs> at one stage, did it shut down a little because there was a Maserati that pulled up? And I swear I saw Cristiano Ronaldo, but you thought it was someone different. Who did uh, you think? It wasn't Ronaldo. I think it was uh, Rio Ferdinand, actually. Oh, oh much, well, there was an art. But otherwise, I've got to tell you, he's got the story right. Yeah. Both Manchester Thank United you. players at the time, Mark. I could oh, yeah. I could almost see how you'd make that mistake. <laughs> you, you've skipped over it. He said, otherwise, I've got the <laughs> story right, right. <laughs> in person, in front of you. So I, I wrote that's it. Okay, well, look, we're ticking that one off. These, the claim that you make that Coolio opened the McDonald's in Taradale, though. I'm still, <laughs> no, I'm still...